What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. As always, your host, Matty A. Today, we're going to be talking about three key financial statements that you need to learn if you want to truly not only become a millionaire, but become a multimillionaire that understands the world of finance and how these financial tools can serve you in your wealth building journey. And this is something that nobody really ever taught me. You know, outside of reading in some economics books, you know, I didn't learn this stuff until I was really around other business owners in masterminds that were, fortunately for me, transparent enough and forthcoming enough to share some of these things that so many people hold so close to the chest. And so I figured if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, if you're somebody that's looking to take your wealth to the next level, understanding these three financial statements are going to be critical. And so we're going to talk about what those are and ultimately, what do they show? Why are these things important? And how you can better elevate your skill set and your mindset around using these tools to your advantage when it comes to your wealth building journey. Before we dive in today, if you're new to the show, welcome. We talk all things money real estate investments, personal finance to help you on your wealth building journey. And really, not just on the financial side of things, but how you can leverage the world of generating income, unlocking wealth, financial freedom to go out and live the fullest life for yourself, but to be able to go and do that in a way that empowers and impacts other people to be that ripple effect and to really get the opportunity to share this life experience in the richest way possible with other people that matter to you and to leave that generational wealth and legacy going forward. So with that being said, if that resonates with you, all I ask, hit that subscribe button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the show. If you get any value from it, that's all I ask. If you get any value from this show, just please take two minutes to leave a review in whatever podcasting platform, and that would mean the world to me. Uh, don't forget to take advantage of all the freebies that we got at millionermindcast.com. If you're not on my weekly newsletter, you can go ahead and sign up for that at millionermindcast.com or just text the word notes to 844-447-1555 where I put out my weekly newsletter to you guys. Also, if you want to know more about the events, get in proximity. Some of the things that I'm going to be rolling out here in 2023, you can text the word events to that same phone number. Of course, for my accredited investors, people that are looking for passive income, wealth building opportunities, you can text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. And of course, if you have a free, if you have a financial investment portfolio, you want a free x-ray. You want somebody to go through that and really just give you a second set of eyes, a second opinion, make sure that you're allocated properly, that you know what fees you're getting charged. My amazing co-host, Mr. Ryan Breedwell and his team will do that for you free of charge. You can text the word x-ray to get that done. So with that being said, there are really three financial statements that you need to know. Number one is the balance sheet. Number two is the income statement. And number three is your statement of cash flows. And these are generally, if you were to look at a business, you would be able to understand from the balance sheet, from the income statement, and from the statement of cash flows, are you, are you stable? Is the company stable? Are you profitable, right? Are you making money? Are you coming out ahead? Are you in the green? And then on the statement of cash flows is, will you survive? What does the future and forward look, you know, look like for you and the company? 
Now, let's talk about the income statement for a second. Number one, the income statement shows if you're being efficient in how you're running and operating the company, if you're being profitable, how to make better decisions when it comes to the money and the income tied to the business, how much money you're making and or not making, and what costs you're really going to need to control. And this is something that I think most people, one, they don't have proper accounting when it comes to your finances, let alone proper accounting when it comes to your business. And by having a good bookkeeper, or if you're bigger, you know, mid-sized type company, a controller, or if you're a large enterprise level, a CFO, right? You want to make sure that you have the most accurate and up-to-date financial information because ultimately that's going to give you, the business owner or a leader in the company, the best chance to go out and serve the organization and its goals at the highest level. And without that clear snapshot, without that accurate and up-to-date picture, you're really just flying by the seat of your pants. And that is a very dangerous road as a business owner or as a company as a whole. And so the income statement is really the structure of the income statement is kind of calculated revenue, income, minus expenses, OPEX, right? And OPEX is operating expenses. Revenue is what you earn from sales services, right? Providing a service or selling a product that can be merchandise, that can be revenue from your services, that can be miscellaneous revenue such as interest. But ultimately, your income statement is going to encompass all of that. Now, when it comes to your expenses, expenses are broken into your costs of goods sold. What does it cost you to manufacture and produce and deliver what you sell? Overhead expenses are costs required to run the business that aren't directly tied to the revenue. Now, Overhead expenses can be broken down really into two different categories. You have your variable costs, right? Variable costs are, are costs and expenses that move up or down based on the level of activity, right? So if every unit you sell requires a $1 box to get delivered in, if you were to sell 100 units, it costs $100. And if we sell five units, it's $5. So that is ultimately a variable cost that fluctuates with the volume of your sales, your service, your product. Now, fixed costs, fixed costs don't change based on the levels of activity or sales, right? Those are going to be the same every single month. For example, you pay $10,000 per year in you know, office rent, whether you sell 100 units or you sell five units, that rent is not changing or fluctuating. It's going to stay fixed. And so you want to minimize of course, as a business owner, your fixed costs, and you want to be very aware and you want to control and you want to be in charge of what your variable costs are. So these are just important things to understand on the right income statement is looking at your costs, you know, ways to create more profitability in an organization is going to be how do I control my variable costs and keep those low? How do I minimize and, you know, keep my fixed expenses at a reasonable level? And how do I scale my revenue and my income in the organization to drop as much profit to the bottom line? Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer 
and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Now, Financial statement number two, the balance sheet. The balance sheet tells you whether your business is healthy. And there's a lot of different strategy that goes around the balance sheet. There are things that can be put and kept and sometimes hidden in a balance sheet. There are things that you may want to keep off your balance sheet and put onto your income statement, which ultimately could lower or increase the profits that you're showing in your company based on what kind of strategy or tax game you might be playing. But the balance sheet tells you whether your business is healthy or not. Is there cash? Can you pay your bills? How much debt do you have? And you know, obligations do you have tied to your balance sheet? And the structure of the balance sheet is very simple, right? Assets equal your liabilities plus your equity. Now, Assets are what you own. That would consist of cash. That would consist of you know inventory or your goods or products available for sale. You've got accounts receivable, which is, right, what do people owe you? What should you be receiving in terms of income? And what fixed assets do you have on the books in your balance sheet? Fixed assets, meaning land, machinery, equipment, buildings, right? Tangible, valuable assets. Now, you always want to focus on increasing your assets over time, right? That's what you ultimately want to be looking at and tracking on your balance sheet is how do we continue to grow our assets? Now, liabilities are what you owe. Accounts payable, who do you owe money to that's on the books, right? Income tax payable, mortgages and long-term debt. Liabilities provide you some great working capital, but they give you an overall snapshot, right, of what ultimately you are responsible for, may not own or hold long-term, and it gives you the ability to foreshadow and forecast what financial liabilities and contingencies you may need to be aware of and understanding of when it comes to your business and the health of your business. Now, equity is what you're worth. If you sold all your assets, you paid all your liabilities, equity is what's left over, right? So money contributed, common shares, 
profits taken out of the business, which are oftentimes considered dividends, earnings retained in the business, which would be considered retained earnings. These are all things that would get rolled up into and accounted for in the equity pillar. Now, the balance sheet focus, and when you're looking at the balance sheet, is ultimately you want to know how much cash is there, right? Because that's kind of your sleep well at night money. That's your reserves. That's your operating capital. Can current assets cover your liabilities? I hope you are doing that because obviously that tells you the overall health of the business and that you're solvent, uh, you're liquid enough to be able to cover the financial liabilities on your balance sheet. Can the company meet its debt obligations and what you have signed up for? What loans do you have the ability, if all were to go to hell in a handbasket, to right cover and make whole what those debt obligations are? And what is the debt to equity ratio? Now, the goal is uh, the lower your debt to a higher equity ratio, the lower is a healthier number, right? So this is, again, just another measuring metric when you're looking at a balance sheet to get a snapshot of the financial health of a company. Now, the third one is your statement of cash flows. Statement of cash flows essentially tells you how much cash did you receive or use over a period of time from financing, operations, and investments. Opening cash plus uh, net increase or decrease of cash during the period equals your ending cash. That's kind of how it is calculated on a balance sheet. And cash flow from your operating activities is how much cash is generated from your business activities like rent, cash from sales, income tax payments, salary and wage expense, cash flow from investing activities. This is going to tell you about all of the money that should be coming in, right, over an extended period of time or whatever that time is. It also includes a company's investments, purchase and sale of assets, loans made to vendors or received from customers, a purchase or sale of, you know, equipment or machinery or, you know, some type of tangible um, product inventory that could be you know necessary for the operation of your business. Now, cash flow from financing activities is also something that would fall into your uh, your cash flow statement, and that includes you know you raising capital from investors, banks, shareholders. So within that bucket would be capital raised, dividends paid, you know, principal on debt principal repayments, but cash flow focus is one of the most important things. They say it's the lifeblood of any business, right? And so you obviously want to know, and what your statement of cash flows will tell you is, are you cash flow positive? You know, why is your cash flow positive or in worst case scenario, negative? Are operations strong enough without financing or investments to continue to drive revenue growth and the health of the company? Can your company survive from operations or is it alive because of investments and financing and some of these other potential variables they may be propping up the company? So this is just a good thing to understand how all three of these statements symbiotically work together to give one overall snapshot 
of the health of a business. And, you know, financial statements don't need to be scary. I remember, you know, kind of the first couple of years I looked at them, it was, it was really kind of like looking at a foreign language that I felt like I barely understood and I could make out a couple words or, you know, things, but I didn't really understand the full picture. I didn't really connect all of the dots. It didn't make full and complete sense to me. But as I started, one, getting more disciplined and diligent around doing this in my own companies. But then as I started looking at other deals, other businesses that I was potentially investing in, and those were things that were provided in terms of due diligence, you start to get more opportunities to look into some of these things, to ask questions about some of these things. You get in potential groups or conversations where other people are talking about these things, and you can start elevating your skill set, elevating your knowledge and your experience around these financial instruments when it comes to businesses and why they're so important by being a part of those conversations. And so that's where being, you know, in a mastermind like Go Abundance or being in other potential masterminds or at other potential events where these are things that people really are digging into and talking about and sharing openly, you're going to elevate your confidence when it comes to investigating these things and understanding these things. And it's really going to serve you at a high level. And so the three financial statements, I would suggest you get more confidence, get in more conversations around that you seek out more knowledge and wisdom and experience with is going to be your balance sheet, your income statement and your statement of cash flows, right? They tell you, am I stable? Am I profitable? Am I going to survive? And I think these are things that when it comes to really elevating your financial acumen, even if it means going on YouTube and watching some videos around this stuff, even if it means getting a textbook and digging into some of these things, this is probably one of the most important financial skills. If you're somebody who really wants to be an entrepreneur, if you're somebody that really wants to be a business owner, if you're somebody that really wants to be a high-level investor, it's all going to funnel back to the success, the health, the upside, and or the downside of a business. And these are the financial instruments that tell you as accurately as possible, as transparently as possible, the health of a business. And so I've looked at a lot of companies that don't have this at all, which really is a little bit scary. It's elementary. And it ultimately, you know, shows that the the business owner, right, either doesn't have time for these things, or they don't understand these things. But it, it at the end of the day, right, it exposes some some real holes. Same thing on the other side, when you look at a company that's really got some of these things dialed in, right, it shows you the diligence and the discipline and the time and energy and effort that consistently goes into this because they know how important it is. So it just kind of tells you where some of these businesses are if you're thinking about investing in them, or it will tell you a little bit more about your business and give you an accurate snapshot of what holes you might have or what areas you might be strong in, but it's going to give you the ability to have all the tools that you need to go out and navigate at least the financial path of what a business opportunity or an investment looks like going forward. And the more you can understand this side of financial statements, the more you can feel confident in navigating these types of conversations, the more you're going to find 
yourself in opportunities or you're going to identify specific opportunities because you can connect the dots on some of these things. And so I figured just to give a quick high level, it's good to understand like, what what do I need to understand? There's so many things out there. What should I be doing? If you were to just focus on understanding a little bit more around balance sheets, income statements and P&Ls, right? And your statement of cash flows, those three financial statements are going to put you in a much more equipped position to either grow and excel your own business, to protect your downside, to invest in a company or avoid a bad investment when you understand the importance of these things and how they work together. So with that being said, hopefully that was valuable for you guys. If it was, um, all we ask is that you leave a review, share this with anybody you think might be able to get some value from it. That was just a quick little snapshot of some of the things that, you know, what these tools are, why they're important, what do they tell you, and ultimately how you can continue to accelerate your growth and confidence around these financial instruments. So with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. I'm putting out more videos for you guys uh, to continue to equip you on your wealth building, your entrepreneurial, your investment journey. And uh, hopefully those are valuable and that you guys will rock with me each and every week, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's on YouTube. So uh, feel free to check out all the resources, all the freebies we got available for you guys at millionairemindcast.com. Until next week's episode, cheers. Cheers.